Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. There are reports that Jonathan Taylor, his ability to negotiate a trade from the Indianapolis Colts to another employer is on a clock. That clock set to expire on Tuesday. Is that accurate? Is anything accurate? Any report that emanates from the Indianapolis Colts, can we trust it? Legit question. Anthony Richardson going to play tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be a hell of a test for that offensive line and for Anthony Richardson because the Eagles' defensive front is real. This isn't like going up against the Chicago Bears or the Buffalo Bills. The Eagles, that defense, people talk about Jalen Hurts. People talk about Samuel. People talk about those wide receivers, and they are really good. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, really, really good. But it's that defense that makes that engine go. And that defense's ability to pressure a quarterback makes it go, how much pressure is Anthony Richardson going to have to deal with tonight? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the defensive paucity of talent on, on the Indianapolis Colts and on the offensive side of the ball, too. Without Jonathan Taylor, where do you have an elite presence on either side of the ball? Mm, hard to talk about that. Coming off an Optimism Wednesday, where I thought we were very optimistic, that doesn't sound like optimism. We'll talk about the ACC a little bit. They're going to go after Cal and Stanford. Again, Jack Swarbrick said something interesting on the Dan Patrick show that is worth mentioning. Uh, Cubs got a win yesterday. The lacrosse coach for Carmel High School died. And and what a tragedy that is. Uh, a great matter for a bunch of young people taken way, way too soon. This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday. August 24th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival. This weekend, beginning tomorrow, running through Saturday and Sunday at the Boone County Fairgrounds, chainsaw art, lumberjack competitions, all kinds of equipment. If, if you're in the logging or wood industry, all kinds of art, really, really fun. The water skiing, skiing squirrel, for goodness sake, all of it there at the Boone County Fairgrounds, really, really fun. We go every year and try to buy something because chainsaw art's just cool to put in the backyard. It's awesome. Great conversation pieces. All right. Is the AR5, the Anthony Richardson Indiana Knights jersey, in the Golden Egg today? They told me this will be shipped at the latest by uh, tomorrow. So, not received necessarily tomorrow, but let's see if it's in here. If Thank you very much, Christina. Very nice of you to donate, even ahead of my reminder that you can. And uh, the golden egg is empty. What a sadness. And here, I'll show the whole thing. Uh, sad that it's empty today. It uh, hopefully is not going to be empty tomorrow or someday next week. And we finally give away the Anthony Richardson Hoosier Knights, Indiana Knights jersey for goodness sake. That would be good. But in the meantime, you can still enter, and you enter by uh, 
subscribing to this channel and to Two Big Brains. And you got to send me a DM, so I got a place to, to uh, you know, kind of reach out should you win and get your address so I can get it in the mail to you much more quickly than the Colts are getting that jersey to me. We'll send it off same day. You have my, my solemn vow. Uh, subscribe, like I said, and like the video. If you're watching a video, like the video. It's the polite thing to do. It's the Hoosier hospitality thing to do. And if you want to make a donation like Christina did, give five bucks, it's appreciated. We love that. Let's talk about the Colts. Let's talk about sports. The Indianapolis Colts have put Jonathan Taylor on a clock. That's what they say. That he's got until cutdown day, which is this coming Tuesday. That's five days hence to negotiate a trade. The report also states, and this is from Stephen Holder of ESPN, that the Colts have received calls from six teams, two with solid offers. Do we believe any of it? Do we believe anything that the Colts tell us? That's a great question. Because look, they, or are the Colts just chumming the water and using Stephen Holder to be able to do it? That's a legit question too. Stephen Holder it only uses quality sources, but who's a quality source within the Colts' kind of confines within their executive branch of the operation, right? Jim Irsay says, hey, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor, not now, not October. Well, if Jonathan Taylor can find a trade partner for the Colts, evidently that's out the window. Um, how about uh, he, you know what, not going to Philly, going to Philly, has to go to Philly, the team making him go to Philly. Um, Six teams called, two offers. Uh, how you know uh, they, they got to have a first rounder, or first round value. That's what they say. Are they going to stick to that? Uh, is his back hurt? Did he really fail the physical, or is that a concocted thing just to make it seem okay that he's not participating and that he's not putting himself at risk in advance of what seems? to be a possibility that he's going to be traded. And why would anybody trade for him? Why would anybody sign Jonathan Taylor to a long-term deal? Nobody is doing that with running backs. You know why? Because it doesn't make sense. Why would anybody pony up first-round value and sign to the Colts and sign Jonathan Taylor to a long-term deal that's going to pay him, let's say, 13 to $15 million a year? It doesn't make any sense. High ankle sprain last year. At what point do all the carries that he had at Wisconsin and with the Colts in his first three seasons, uh, you know, become too heavy a weight for him to carry as a dynamic running back in the NFL? This whole thing is preposterous. This this whole thing is just silliness, and you can't tell where the real information is from the nonsense, and and it's just exhausting. Thankfully, they say it's going to be over by Tuesday, but is it? All of a sudden on Tuesday, Jonathan Taylor's on the 53-man roster, and on Thursday next week, he's traded. Why would, the, why would they say, what's the difference between trading Jonathan Taylor on Tuesday and trading Jonathan Taylor next Thursday? Why would that be a bad thing? I, I have no idea what's going on on West 56th Street or in Jonathan Taylor's head or in the head of his agent. None.
whatsoever. If Jonathan Taylor is on the field on September 10th, I would not be surprised for the Colts, on the field for the Colts. Uh, Drama-free with the Colts has become drama-wee! Like, it's as though they've decided that success is measured by uh, ink spent in newspapers or or a number of pieces written about them, number of times that the Colts are at the top of that ESPN digest on the right-hand side of the website. It's not. This is terrible. This is not good. This is not the way a quality organization runs. This is way too much drama. Distractions have a cost. There is a tariff for distractions, and there are distractions aplenty within this Colts team, and distractions are exactly what this team does not need. The only positive is that Anthony Richardson has no idea whatsoever what it's like to play with Jonathan Taylor. Never taken a rep with Jonathan Taylor. They, Yeah, they're on the same practice field, but Jonathan Taylor isn't practicing. Anthony Richardson is, and he will play tonight. So what do we learn tonight at 8 o'clock on RTV6 locally, Amazon Prime, nationally, and really globally? What do we learn about these Indianapolis Colts tonight? That is a great question. Richardson's going to start. Richardson is going to be behind the starting offensive line because if he's not, that is absolute malpractice by the Colts. Like, you can't do that. You're not going to take your stud rookie quarterback and put him behind a bunch of lawn chairs and have the starting front four of the Philadelphia Eagles come at him like it's, you know, a land rush, for God's sake. So he's going to start behind the offensive line. He's going to have his starting wide receivers because if he's not, what's the point? You're trying to build some chemistry between the quarterback and the receivers. Um, Running back, you know what? Running back does not need to be added to the positions of need for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, my God almighty, you need corners. You need safeties. You need tight ends. You need lots of stuff. You need a right guard. Do we feel good about Will Fries as a right guard? This would be a problem. Any normal year, you'd say, ooh, the right guard position for the Colts. This is not a position of strength. How about defensive ends? They're going to be able to get to opposing quarterbacks. I don't know. The cornerbacks, are they going to be able to cover guys long enough to be able to allow the defensive ends to put pressure on quarterbacks? I don't know. There are a lot of mysteries with this team that have nothing to do whatsoever with Jonathan Taylor. Well, there's a lot going on with this team, not Jonathan Taylor-oriented. There's going to be a great test for the cornerbacks because Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, those are triplets. Those are really, really good football players, dynamic football players, and they are going to do what is supposed to be done in the preseason, assuming that they play, and and did do this during the... uh, during the joint practice, they're going to expose the weaknesses of the cornerbacks. And those cornerbacks are going to have to come back and do something about those weaknesses before September 10th. That's Juju Brent, Darius Rush, Jalen Jones, and of course, Dallas Flowers and DJ Baker. Those five cornerbacks, you've got to be able to pull two of those who are going to improve enough between tonight and September 10th to make the Colts at least competitive at that position, or Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence 
are going to kick your ever-loving ass. And you can't have that in the opener again. You cannot lose a 10th consecutive opener. Yee, Colts might win tonight, but do not, do not deny the possibility of an Eagles 14-0 lead early in this game, which is going to be far more meaningful than the final score of a game that is being contested in the second half by guys who aren't going to make the roster as of next Tuesday. Cut down day on Tuesday is going to be cruel for the Colts. Normally, like you're, you're kind of like, well, you know, uh, we don't, uh, uh, who's going to be the 53rd? You know, they, there are lots of questions, and we've got the, we got the roster locked down one through 50. Those final three spots, we're not really sure. Not this year, baby. We have no idea whatsoever who's going to be kept in the tight end room. You can have a guy, any of the guys on this roster, Pharaoh Brown, uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but Jelani Woods, Mo Ali Cox, uh, Drew Ogletree, uh, you've got Mallory. You've got a lot of guys in that room, right? Any of them could get cut next week. Any of them could start. Kylan Granson, any of them could start on September 10th. Any could get cut. Any could start. That is where this is. We don't know who's at the back end of the room, who's sitting in the back row, and who's in the front row. We have no idea because nobody's elite, but nobody's terrible. They're all fives and sixes on a scale of one to ten, and that is not the way you build a roster. You don't want great depth at every position because with great depth, what you're seeding is that you have great mediocrity. Uh, the ACC, it's going to take another look at adding Cal and Stanford, also taking a look at SMU. <laughs> they need one of the four dissenters to approve these schools coming on board in the ACC Jack Swarbrick yesterday, he's the athletic director, outgoing athletic director at Notre Dame. He said, I think the decision-making lost its way in terms of, uh, of focus on the student-athlete and what's primarily best for them. Really? Like, Jack Swarbrick is an intelligent man, an incredibly incisive thinker. Yeah, you think? You think this is no longer about the student-athlete and that this is all about greed and cashing checks and media deals and all that crap? You think so? Jeez. Anyway, uh, the ACC is going to, I guess they are going to add, but what they're going to do is they add because, of course, they are. It's what they do is that they're going to get concessions from Cal and Stanford where they're going to say, okay, we don't need a full share of the ACC media money and all that. We know we're coming in as Johnny-come-latelys, so we're not going to get paid at the same level that the other schools are. Great. Put them at a competitive disadvantage immediately. What is going on? What is the matter with people? We have to get more. Got to get more. The greed is just unchecked and ludicrous. Uh, the Cubs took two of three from Detroit, six to four. They won yesterday. They needed those two of three. Now they got a four-game set in Pittsburgh. They need to take three of four of those games. You've got to keep pace, at least with Milwaukee right now. Three-and-a-half game lead over the Cubs and the Reds, who took two yesterday in the National League Central. Almost as exhausting as the Indianapolis Colts. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this lovely Thursday. A day in which we may get the jersey finally, the AR5 jersey. And if we don't, I'm going to start giving away other stuff. 
This is ridiculous. I did this to give away stuff. I didn't do this to like prolong a giveaway until people were just exhausted by it, as exhausted by the giveaway as we are by Jonathan Taylor. Logan Rutherford, happy birthday. Shimbo! I want to give Shimbo a big hug. Happy birthday, big birthday hug. Keith Hancock, happy birthday. Jared Lowe, celebrating a birthday. Are you kidding me? Saw him last Friday at the Cathedral football game. Uh, Linda Toy, Jerob, Jacob Christner, uh, Mark Dick, and the great Jim Farley, one of the finest program directors in the history of News Talk Radio. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Please, for the love of God, end the Jonathan Taylor drama. I can't stand it anymore. Yeah, he's, we've granted him the the uh, latitude to seek a trade partner who's going to get blah, 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 blah. Whoa, the deadline is Tuesday. Oh, why? Why is there a deadline Tuesday? Because you don't want to you you don't want to cut another back of the room roster guy who's never going to help you win a game. Are you psychotic? What's the matter with you people? Put put that man put Taylor on the field. This offense becomes something that teams are going to have to fear with him. Without him, what do you got? You got a rookie quarterback, a bunch of mediocre wide receivers a bunch of tight ends that might ha not have work, and an offensive line that is, let's face it, last year they weren't very good. With Taylor, you got something. What are you doing? Run your team to win games. That's the point.